Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Open Mike Eagle. I'm very stressed as I'm leaving for Europe in uh, two days. Serengeti and I uh, will be rapping in London and Geneva and Vienna and Lyon and Berlin and Munich and Hamburg and Bristol. Um, but last week, I gave you guys some homework, some very specific instructions. Uh, and a few of you guys actually did it. So in honor of that, on this episode of Secret Skin this week, we're going to answer some questions from our mailbag. We're answering questions from our mailbag. Welcome to Secret Skin. On this week, we're answering listener questions from our mailbag. We're answering questions from our mailbag. We keep it pretty straightforward with the hooks around here. Very literal, telling you exactly what we're doing. On this episode of Secret Skin, as I stated and sang with myself, we're going to answer some questions from our mailbag. I asked you guys to record yourself asking things so I wouldn't have to say them. Um, I'm a very particular, sort of lazy, and I would much rather hear your wonderful voices ask me things than for me to ask them for you. I don't like reading things. I think that's it. It's like an episode of Different Strokes where you find out the captain of the football team can't read. He's like tricking everybody into reading for him. What grade did I get on that? That was really terrible of me. Anyway, uh, I didn't want to read questions alone. Um, I found that I might be too lame not entertaining enough so i called on one of my good buddies i find you guys like when i have uh good buddies on my podcast intros so uh i called up my good buddy the t-shirt yeah all right hello t-shirt you know how we doing yeah we're answering answering questions from our mailbag Hey, that was a different strokes, dude. That was Family Matters. Get your, get your facts together. We're answering questions from our mailbag. All right. Got the t-shirt in the house. Our first question comes from my, my good buddy, Medium Zach, out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. He writes, What up, Open Mic Eagle? This is Medium Zach from Minneapolis, Minnesota, on my couch. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller of the Secret Skin Podcast. I think you could start referring to yourself as Principal Secret Skinner, maybe. Just a thought. Um, I notice in a lot of your interviews that uh, you take an interest in in uh, picking people's brains about production, samples, um, how sample clearance issues affect the use of sample based beats um and just uh you know just on the topic i'm i'm curious what do you think uh what do you think about how producers and rappers interact uh like producers selling beats rappers collaborating rappers buying beats what is your experience with that and sorry for the long ass question what up, Medium Zach? 
It was tight. It was long as hell, though. Yeah, 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 B. You gotta trim that shit down, B. Actually, I actually did trim it down, too. It was like another, like, 15 and a half seconds to that. But props to Medium Zach, man. Big up to Medium Zach. He's a producer out of uh, Minneapolis and a rapper, and he's in a group called Big Quarters. Uh, guys have been rocking with Minneapolis for a very long time. Um, he wants to know about production or my ideas of how producers and rappers work together or my experience of that. I'm saying, though, just just get to the answer, I'll man. get to it. Um, I mean, the thing with me is I tend to... Uh, take each song individually um i have a lot of different ways with which i've worked with producers uh the people who i tend to find that i make most of my favorite stuff with is people who i've been knowing for a long time that i have a working relationship with uh and they kind of know how i work and i know how they work so they every now and then just give me a batch of beats and i sit on them and i you know I, i make things at my own pace which is tough on some people um I don't do a ton of just buying beats from strangers. Um, but that being said, I have a song that I put out in 2013 um, that I actually leased a beat for. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, that's when like people charge you a very small amount for a beat and then uh, they can keep selling it to people forever. And um, it's a concept that might not work for a lot of people trying to make commercial hits, but it works for me because I can pick your weirdest beat and make a song and then nobody else will buy that beat because it's the weirdest one. I'm the only one that wants that one. Yeah, B, you're a weirdo. I told you that before. You're a weirdo, B. Just chill. Um, T-shirt, you got any, uh, you got any experience, experience with producers? Nah, B. I I make all my beats on PlayStation, you know what I mean? You got a PlayStation, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. To what you need a beat for? Come on, man. It's 2016, man. Be self-sufficient. Bet, alright, okay. Well, that's a nice... I might stop asking you, because they didn't write in to ask you anything. So what you got me here for? I, don't, I really don't know. I, I couldn't say. We're answering questions from our mailbag. Our next question comes from listener RX Sleep, and it goes a little something like this. Hello, Secret Skin. What would you consider the strongest changes to you and your mindset since becoming a father? Thank you. Time and materials is my fucking jam. Alright, that's interesting. Thank you. Thank you, RX Sleep. Yo, what's that, B? Yo, I mean... T, come now, on. Now, hold up for a second. I mean, hold T, up. T, chill, man. Now, let me, let, me, let me say this, you know what I mean? Hey. You got me in here, you invited me. You know what all I mean? Right, now, that's, right. that's you. Say your piece. And your, your widow show. Hold on. And your widow listeners. Like, what? What is that? Come you on. You know what I mean? You. Like, who, who, who wants to, like, like, send or, or record themselves in some fake voice? Come on, man. Who does this be? Stop you know being what I mean? like that, dude. It's supposed to be keeping it 100. You know what I mean? Like, what you sound like? Why are you afraid of what you sound like? You know what I mean? It ain't gotta be like that. Are you trying man? to sound like something else? It could just be experimenting. Putting on putting on vocal ads. What you think this is? Why you see it like that though? You know what I mean? That's like that's like that's like despicable. You know what that's, I mean? Come on. Call me rude if you want to. Say it to my face. 
Anyway, RX Sleeper, appreciate the question. Uh, the biggest change is being being a father is that uh, I can't watch David Lynch's Eraserhead. And that's the honest to God's truth. Anyway, on the show today, we have a, we have an interview with Intuition. He's an L.A. rapper, actually originally from Alaska. Um, me and him met a long time ago. I've been rapping with him in this town for like... 10 years now um i did the project blow 10th anniversary reunion with uh with a group of my homies called customer service they let me guest on their set and they let intuition guest on their set as well and that's 12 years ago 11 i don't know 11 years ago now we just had a 21st anniversary and um yeah they let me and him guest on their set like we were the homies from the time so they let us jump on and do the thing with them um and I really remember uh, being 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 really impressed by his rhymes, and um, and, and we became friends and, and kind of helped each other out, looked looked out for each other. Uh, we known each other for a long time though, and um, you know it's it's been a long uh, story arc for all of us who was around the bloat at that time. Uh, Project Bloat, that is the the long running uh, open mic in L.A., which I call a creative home. Um, We um we've we've worked together. Uh, he he was one of the earliest Hellfire Club releases. We had never actually like made a song together though. We actually talk about that in the interview. How um, he tends to he tends to make songs that are very personal and doesn't have a lot of guests on it. Uh, and I'm you know kind of the same way. So we've never actually like made a song together. Well, we've crossed paths a bunch, man. Um, you know we used to do rapper brunch. <laughs> Me, him, and a couple other homies. He uh, he has a podcast called Kind of Neat, and it's actually one of the um, man. It's it's one of the best hip hop podcasts out there. Uh, I've I've had the pleasure of being a guest. Uh, I think he's got he's got well over a hundred episodes. Um, you can find that at kindaneat.com, I believe, um, and definitely check on YouTube because every every uh, interview that he does is uh, is packaged with a, a live performance video. Um, mine was for my song Picture Day, and it's always shot really well. He's a he's a photographer too. He's uh he's very good at that. He's a very talented dude. Um, and by being in L.A. by way of Alaska, is a very unique perspective. Um, and he talks a lot about thinking about transitioning past rap, and uh, we talk about that and and the twists and turns of our journey so far. And here it is, um, my talk with intuition there's a secret radio hour there's a secret radio hour i live right down the street and i live next to the the fire department Mm -hmm. uh and so pretty much every phone call that i ever get is like gets disrupted with like oh hold on a second and everybody's like dude where the fuck do you live the sirens are always going by like i swear it's just a fire department not a police station it's chill yeah anyway culver city Hey yo, I woke up this morning to a bright blue sky Mad inspired, I could write a thousand haiku lines On that 575, I reside in heaven I love the state I live in, no, this love inside will never die Seven times with my home state Folks ask if I'ma go back, I'm like, no way They're like, Cali keeps you broke, I'm like, don't hate I'm land rich, bitch, fuck what that banknote say 
Well, intuition. Yes. How are you feeling? Warm, yeah. but overall, life is good. That life is good. Life, life is pretty good right now. That's good. Is it better than normal? It's comfortable. That's I, tight. I think that life is like a constant. Str- I, I've decided that uh, humanity is just a constant struggle for comfort. Like that's all. Everything that we do is just like, oh, I want to like, I want to have this job so I can have money because money will make me comfortable. Like everything just is like. You know, oh, it's too hot. I should get a fan because I want to be more comfortable. We're just trying not to live in caves and huts again. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, life is comfortable right now. Maybe like, maybe too much so to a fault, Mm. but it's good. You know, I noticed you don't have like a lot of guest stars typically, or you don't, you know, you don't usually don't have a lot of like features. Yeah, on your on my records, on your work. Yeah, I I don't work well with others. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I'm 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 very much right. You do very much. You you got mad guest verses, dog. You're really out here. No, I mean I I do no no. What I'm I'm asking you about on your albums. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you typically don't have a lot of guests. I I think the songs that I write are so kind of insular, very personal, and they're like really in my own head and. A lot of times, trying to explain to somebody, it's not that I like am writing cryptically. I'm exactly the same. Way. Yeah, it's not it's like I'm. It's not like I'm coding my message or writing anything cryptic. I'm pretty straightforward about what I'm talking about. But at the same time, what I'm talking about is so, uh, is so like directly involved to my life right. that trying to be like, hey, do you have any opinions on this very specific thing <laughs> that I'm writing about? It's like fucking weird, you know. But also, it's just easier and faster to work with by yourself you right, know that's true i mean i'm the same way it's the, most of the reason that i don't really yeah super enjoy working with people yeah is i don't want to have those conversations right you know what i mean i just want to just write yeah and record and just be done with it well and I, mean? I, and, and I think that um you know you and i for all intents and purposes are the same age and we grew up listening to the uh, probably a lot of the same music mm-hmm. and at that time the the posse cuts are always just kind of like you know, rap, 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 rap songs, <laughs> like, you know, and so with what we, you and I do, particularly because your music is very personal as yeah. well, I think a lot of the times it's easier to just kind of like uh, muck through those things by yourself and not have to worry about getting bogged down waiting for somebody else to like get on that wave, you know? Very true. So, You said earlier that you kind of like to put everything out there. Yeah. So that makes me want to ask you about the song, It Ain't the Blues. Yeah. I ain't gonna front, it's been a rough couple months Sex ladies having babies, business just been fucking up Plus I've been feeling like my tongue is stuck Puffing blunts to feel something other than nothing, nah This bubble keeps them on the outside But less than enough to think there's never any downtime The town size muffles the outcry Oh, right, right So how do you feel about that song now? I love that song I, that, That's one of those songs You know, like sometimes you write songs where you go Oh, fuck, man, I'm never gonna like write something that good again Yeah, Do you get sure. those? Yeah, yeah uh, That's one of those for me where I'm like Oh, I was really on on that one And I remember, like, I remember actually like where I was in the car when I came up with the the like oh shit moment where mm-hmm. I was like oh this is this is like oh this is like got me open now you know what I mean what was and the moment I, I was for some reason I was on on a photo shoot but I had to like go run a chore real quick and pick something up from Home Depot or something and so I was in a Home Depot like somewhere in North County San Diego uh, and I had this thing of like high behind a mask uh, or uh, no not high behind a mask that's a different song but whatever there was some line in there where like. I was like, ooh. Were you, I mean, at the time, you yeah. weren't listening to the beat or nothing? Oh, like I was listening to okay, the beat. Okay, so you, like, you had like At the like, time, I was phones. only listening to beats. I hear you. Yeah. Actually, you want to know another thing that I was thinking about that you told me that I was like, you kind of threw it in and just as like a cle- uh, as like a clever quip during one of our conversations. But I was like, oh, that was like actually genius. I was like, uh, oh, I haven't been writing much. You said, oh, why not? I said, I think it's because I don't listen to beats anymore. Or I, I don't drive enough anymore because I used to only 
write songs when I was driving and you're like, Oh, it sounds to me like you need to drive more. <laughs> and I was like, that motherfucker, he's right. I need the drive more. You know, like that song. I mean, I know that that song to be about a very specific set of incidents out here. Yeah. Touched on oh, oh, like, you mean the third verse of it? Okay. Was it, is it, there's, there's only one, there's one verse about it. That's like okay. kind of a fucking disverse to like right. what happened with Knox right. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah. first two verses are more just about kind of like general depression I and see. bad shit that had been happening in my life. Cause I had been through a couple of bad breakups and, uh, and depression is something that I fight uh, that I've been fighting since I was a child. You know, mm. like I, I don't remember a time where, I didn't feel down. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the third verse specifically is like a pretty mean <laughs> disverse. Man, I was a fool to the air when I understood that you were body rule number seven. I did the work. You took the credit. You played the game smarter, man. That's cool. I accept it. But don't be out smearing my name while you step on people's backs to get yourself paid, pal. Fuck around and get laid out. Ignore me when you see me. Stay away with your fake smile. And it's not... T- people have mistaken it as it being towards dumbfounded. Right. And it wasn't because there were other people involved with what Knocksteady was. And when I was writing that, it was directly after that had happened. Right. After I had gotten kind of kicked to the curb. And I've never really told that story. Uh, I, and I don't know that I ever will. Sure. It's pretty personal. And... Uh, but yeah, I was upset. And I felt like I had been betrayed. And so... I spoke on it and that it is pretty directly negative towards a person, but it's also like pretty cryptic and people don't know the actual story or right. who the actual person is. Here's one of my stock questions. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much know the answer to this, yeah. but it's always an interesting thing for me to ask because your name is Lee. You're Lee Shaner. Yes. That is my name. Uh, is there a difference between Lee Shaner and intuition? Uh, not really. I used to tell people, I, or I used to, I went through like a I, not that I went through a douchebag phase. I can just be kind of a douchebag, and so I like I went through a phase, uh, particularly on the girls like me record, where mm-hmm. like a lot of the I, I didn't realize it at the time, I guess, but I guess a lot of the songs were like, uh, you know, about girls and about do, you know being promiscuous or whatever. And so people, you know, there was a time when girls would be like, oh, I've listened to your music. I know you are. I'd be like, oh, no, that's like, that's just on record. I'm like mm-hmm. a nice person. But there's really no difference. Like, <laughs> really not nice. Yeah. I am, no, I am a nice person. I'm a nice person. I was just like, you know, I'm, uh, I have not settled down and I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not good at, uh, I'm not really great at, uh, relationships yeah i mean on the, so. on a new record the song ruins you know what i mean it's oh yeah it's gonna go pretty hard yeah, on yourself that's a dark one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a self-centered selfish son of a bitch because he doesn't deal with feelings and keeps running from shit i openly think i'm stuck and ain't got nothing to give so i never thought i'd see you past a couple of trips but who knows guess that's a pattern i'm a part of how every girl i met that ever mattered had to start up i push away until you leave me and i'm hard up then run back and say i miss you convince you i'll give my heart up oh yeah i mean i just like i have i've had like long-term tumultuous relationships Mm -hmm. that are like constantly off and on and i generally i don't know if it's like leftover catholic guilt or something but i generally feel like i'm the bad guy in them Mm. and uh yeah, I, yeah. So I'm like pretty self-deprecating about that shit. But. but I mean, like you know, being able to capture that and look back on it and write a song, it kind of talks about, you know, I guess the results. Yeah. Of a certain kind yeah. of behavior. Is that? I mean, have you changed it at all, or is it still kind of? I try. 
Uh, man, I mean, I don't know really what's wrong with me when it comes to that stuff. Like, uh, when it comes to interpersonal relationships with women, like I don't know why I have like such a fear of commitment Mm -hmm. or like why I'm so scared to like quote unquote settle. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that I'm constantly trying to change. I haven't, I haven't met anyone that I've, uh, that I have changed my behavior with yet. Uh, and so everything, I keep it like kind of surface level with a lot of, with a lot of people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to change. I think those are, those are my, those songs that I write about that are kind of like, I guess I'm trying to like, uh, rummage through that stuff in my head and like try to sort it out on my own and be and kind of be like, this is how I am. But I don't know if I ever really address, or I don't know if like the, what it is, like I know what it is, but I don't know why it is, I mm-hmm. guess. And so maybe if I write songs about how I am, perhaps it'll help me get through to why I am to Jeez. which can make me change what I am. I, I, I don't know. I, but sometimes you just got to get those shits off. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, you hope that it helps. I, I tr- I'm trying. Mm. Are you getting what you want out of rap music? Right now? Yeah. Nah, not really. What do you I, I mean, I, I'm kind of a... I think that I'm like kind of transitioning out of it. Really? Yeah. I think... Uh, and I, I know if like people that are listening to this will you, fucking... You did just talk about you writing a song. Earlier. Yeah. No, like, they'll, hold, they'll hold this against me. But I, I mean, like... And I don't know... And nothing is ever 100% with me. But like, I feel like I have one more record in me. And right. then I'll... And then, but I'm not going to be one of these guys who's like, this is my retirement right. record. <laughs> like, and, then it, and then it does well. And I go, oh, wait, I want to get... I want to make more royalty money. I'm going to do one more. Right. I just feel like I'm getting to a point where, like, you know, I'm 34. I don't want to be the old motherfucker in the club. I have done what I can do, and I've, like, I used to need to write. Now I want to write, but I don't need to write anymore. And I feel like, uh, to a certain extent, like, you're just kind of cheating yourself and cheating your, I mean, quote-unquote legacy. Like, you're you're almost cheating the people that love you by making shit that you don't believe in. And mm. so it's not that I don't believe in w- what I'm going to make, but if I ever get to that point where like, I'm not like, Oh, this is like the best shit I've ever, every song that I write, I go, Oh, this is the best song I've ever written. That's how I feel you right. know, when I'm writing it. And if I, if it gets to that point to where I'm like, this isn't the best shit that I've ever written anymore, then I don't really see the point in doing it. Cause for me, it's like, yeah, it's not only a, creative thing and a cathartic thing it's also a competitive thing for me and whether i'm competing with other people which definitely inspires me or competing with myself with all, which also inspires me as soon as i lose that edge or like i feel like i don't have anything left to say i'm not going to linger around just because i can and i don't want to get a job you know sure. and that's why when i say i'm transitioning out i'm still staying in the music shit because doing these and doing the videos and like still having a say in like uh this is also very douchey, but like being like a tastemaker or a curator or like putting people on to shit. Yeah. That's as much of a creative venture for me as writing is. And so that keeps me happy. And I, and I, it still keeps me like aware of new music and, and, um, and it makes me happy. And so am I getting out of rap music what I want? No, I never became a touring musician. I always wanted to be, I always thought that I wanted to like spend my twenties on the road touring mm. like this. I had this romantic notion of that. And then I toured a couple of times, and I'm like, I don't really fucking like touring. It's really, just, I don't. I'm not a big fan. I'm a homebody. I like to chill. Uh, when I'm away from home for too long, I get anxious, and so, you know, it was just one of those things where I, touring's cool. 
But I also the thing I admire about you is you're so willing to go out and get it and do it and like book these shows and do that. And I just don't ha- I just don't have that in me. I don't think of like mm-hmm. making those connections for one. Like I don't think that I could be my own tour manager like you are or like booking agent or whatever that you were before. And I'm right. sure now you have your people that do it. But like you, to get those people, you did that shit and prove that you could go do it. Yeah, but you know, but you know just as well as I do um, that you don't have to demonstrate any ability to do that to get those. No, things I know. Now. Hey, you just have to be cracking. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? You know and what I mean? guess like that's the thing is like I was never able to convince anybody that I was cracking enough to get that. Mm-hmm. And to me, there was a point where I thought, oh, I am probably cracking enough to like sell out small venues in a lot of big cities. You know what I mean? But I could never convince anybody of that, and so I went. Well, if I can't, if they don't believe, I'm not gonna like bother doing it because, like, to me, like the money just wasn't good enough, and I can make more money here in LA at home and build a future than I could like going out and you know spending money to make money type of thing. You know what I mean? So I, I never got to be really a touring musician, and I never, uh, you know, it just never really became a full time job like mm-hmm. I thought it would, and. The funny thing is, though, the rappers that I, like, kind of spent my, um, you know, early music-making years listening to, like, my, my you know, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old period of my life listening to these underground rappers, whom I thought, like, yo, these dudes are on. Right. A lot of them had full-time jobs and still do. I didn't realize that shit. Well, you know, the business changed a lot, too, though. Yeah, To where, did. like, some, like, it used to be that dudes... At our level, yeah, we're getting enough money, right? Where all they had to do was make two albums yeah. a year, and, that's, and they were good. Well, not were, even a year, an album a year, maybe. But if they wanted to make another yeah. one, they would double. You right, know what I right. mean? Like totally, the advances totally. and totally. all the, the royalties, all of that was there. Yeah, and so, see, that's the thing is, I've never gotten an advance check. I've yeah. never, I've never signed a proper deal. I've never like. There's a lot of stuff that I just didn't do. You know, people talk to me, oh, you never had a meeting with a major. I'm like. <laughs> that's like not like no no one has ever been interested in me in that in that sense you know what i mean and um but you know yeah I, and i also not to be all like woe is me but like sure, we, sure, we sure. came in at an awkward at an awkward time yeah, too we came in right we, after the business died we're an <laughs> we're, we're an awkward age group where like the people that are only five years older than us had an industry that was like 15 years older than us you mm-hmm. know what i mean they were able to kind of come in at the right time and yeah. like get this kind of like they're the only ones doing it f- type of following. Right. And then we came in where it's like we're influenced by those guys and kind of sound like we fit the same scene. But but that scene had already kind of like and, and died and only know, the ones that were at the top of that scene were able to survive it. And and oh, and I learned the business yeah. from a lot of those people. Right. Too. Right. Um, but the thing is, the business had changed so much by that point that it wasn't the same. I just want to make note anymore. that you just broke your chair during I did. the podcast. My chairs are made of nothing. And now you've taken a knee. Do you, do you see that there's only one over there at the, at the <laughs> table? See, we're, we're just, they're just dropping like flies. They are. These they're, chairs. they're made of nothing. And we got to so, go to Ikea after this, bro. I, that's probably the problem is they came from <laughs> Ikea to begin with. Like, I need to get somewhere where, yeah. wherever chairs are sold that are real things. <laughs> that's where I need to go. Wait, okay. So you learned the business from the guys before us. Exactly. Yeah. But their business is no longer the business. Right. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't but it's make sense. It, but that's the thing is like their their way they do business does still work for them. No, it doesn't. You don't think? <laughs> no, I know it does. The road warrior <laughs> shit can for some people. There are some acts that are big that can still make money on touring. Oh yeah, there's there's a few, um, but those are the ones that are tied to me to uh, from in my eyes yeah. to record labels. Oh uh, okay, yeah, that are still popping. Right, right. Anybody who never was right. 
tied to a bigger label or was tied to a big a label is gone now. Right, right. That's They're having true. the exact same struggles we are. Right, right. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. But, you know, and so here's the thing is like all of that sounded like a, a downer, like, oh, I don't I didn't get what I wanted. And that's not the case because I have to remind myself because, like I said, I'm a glass half empty person that there are a bunch of kids out there. There are a bunch of people that listen to us out there that like this is the life they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're doing. Like you and I don't have quote unquote normal jobs and we are able like we're, it's a fucking Friday at two in the afternoon and we're like chilling at your apartment. You know what I mean? Having the same conversation we'd have off mic. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Exactly. And so it's like, that's cool. And so like shit has worked out for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what I have to remind myself. It's like, no shit has worked out for me. Like I, everything that I love to do has become a career in a sense. Every hobby that I have has become revenue in one way or another. And I'm so fucking grateful for that. And I'm grateful that, like, I took a risk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, it didn't make me a millionaire, but it paid off in that, like, I'm, like I said, I'm ha- I'm happy because I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the comfort is frightening. But, like, life is fucking scary. And so that's what it is. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 never, I didn't get what I expected from rap music, but... Uh, I I guess that I did get what I wanted from it, and I have to remind myself of that sometimes. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of our homies have to remind myself, remind themselves of that yeah, sometimes, because no, a lot of people uh, we come from a scene that has a chip on its shoulder. For sure. And sometimes I'll see people on Twitter being like, "Oh man, this that and the other doesn't like I don't get this or like why is this?" And I'm like, "Yo, you be happy, man. Like your fucking life is way cooler than you think it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, and I also." One of the times I think uh, Mark Maron was either interviewing or talking about Louis C.K. Yeah. He talked about being very jealous at one point of all the opportunities that Louis C.K. and like Patton Oswalt and a lot of guys were getting. Right. And he said it it had to eventually occur to him that those people had a different set of skills than him. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. So they were willing to like do things that he wouldn't do. Right. And so he shouldn't expect that they're getting something that he's supposed to get. Uh, dude, all, you know I mean? oh, man, there are so many parallels yeah. in my eyes that can be drawn from the comedy world and the underground rap world, and Absolutely. I think that's why you're being able to sidestep through them so easily because, like, you can get those guys mm-hmm. just like I could get those guys. Like, we have similar career upbringings, right. you know what I mean? And, and, and so, dude, even on a microcosm level, like, there's shit where I look at you like that, mm-hmm. where I go, like, fucking Mike is getting this opportunity and that opportunity and then I go wait Mike works different than you do yeah. and Mike has a different skill set than you do it's the same and same thing yeah. it, it, absolutely and I just have to remind myself of like I'm sure there's times where you go exactly. Lee has a fucking different skill set exactly. than me and so that's my whole thing is like if you spend your and that's that's part of my whole like trying to be optimistic wanting to be optimistic is like if you spend your life being bitter about shit what the fuck is life then like mm-hmm. that being bitter sucks I'd much rather like look at the things that my homies have accomplished and been like, damn, I'm fucking stoked for that. You know what I mean? Like seeing you on TV, like that is spine tingling. Just yeah. thinking about it right now. Like that's crazy to me. And it I'm makes like, makes me sweat whenever it comes on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh, yeah, I'm like, yo fucking fuck. Yeah. Like the homies are on, you know what I'm saying? And I remember, and it's funny cause like you, you asked earlier about like, do you ever ask questions to your homies that you like, uh, you know the answer to or whatever that or that like maybe you feel like you're crossing a line one of them was when i asked you on our last podcast i was like i was like dude 
you're working so hard and you make such great music and this, that, and the other. And like critics love you. I'm like, why isn't it catching on? Is well? and, I, and I was like, in hindsight, I'm like, that's such an asshole thing. And, and the whole thing is, is like, it it has caught on. Yeah. I, I'm just so, I've known you for so long and I've watched it. It's like staring at yourself in a mirror every day. You don't realize you're getting fat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Until like you look at a picture from five years ago and you go, oh, fuck, I'm fat now. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so that's the thing is like I'm watching so close because I've known you for so long going like, man, why isn't Mike fucking selling out every show? Like his music is amazing. Like what the fuck? Why are people sleeping? And then now I go, oh, wait, people aren't asleep. It was just I was just, it was just too early. And like now motherfuckers. You on. know, it's funny, though. I remember yeah. when you asked me that. Yeah, I believe I had a very pessimistic answer because at that time I thought that maybe that was just going to be as good as it got. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It was just going to be that. And I was, but you know, like that was before I put my last record out. You yeah. know what I mean? And oh, then, the like, last one went so big. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like I had it in my mind that it didn't matter what I put out. It was just going to be the same place. I thought right. this is where things were. Now, right. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how I've felt for a long time right. with it, where it's like kind of anticlimactic. You know what I mean? Um, but I think what it was is that like, I've just, like I said, I've just been watching for so long and, and also believing in you for so long that I was like pissed at people for you, whether or not you were, you know what I mean? I was like, people are fucking idiots. Like Mike should be in the same conversation as like, like Mike should be in any conversation about Danny Brown. Mike should come up any conversation about whoever the fucking cool rapper of the moment was. I was like, you know, like, oh, I remember like when, um. you know, like when Das Racist would get brought yeah. up, I'm like, why isn't Mike getting brought up in that conversation? Like, why isn't Mike getting brought up here? Why? You know what I mean? And so, and now I'm like, oh, now it is. And it was just like, that's all it was. Is like, I wasn't being patient enough or like, or, well, are or you something. patient enough with your own career though? Uh, no, well, I, no, I've never been patient. Uh, kind of. Th- that's the thing is like, I'm, I, I am a split personality motherfucker where like, yeah, to an extent I'm like overly patient because I've been doing it for 15 years and like, I still want to keep going a little bit. But that, but like different than when I was go, when I was young, fifteen years ago, I wanted to go fucking full steam ahead. Now I realize, like, okay, have a broader vision right. and like do things that make sense to the overall picture. You know what I mean? And don't fucking get so streamlined that like that's all you can think about, and then because then you start missing out on opportunities in the peripheral, right? But in on another sense, like, no, I'm not patient because like uh, I also do feel that like. I had a certain skill set that maybe like yeah. sometimes I do feel like I didn't get this recognition that I wanted or like whatever. I feel, that, I feel like you haven't gotten the recognition that you deserve because I feel like there's a lot of people who basically try to make what you make. It, I, I mean, not yeah, you know, not right, in, right. In that, that they're in, in but there's that, also that people. But at the same you, time, that's the whole thing is that there are people who would uh, who uh, would look at my shit and say that I make the type of shit that so-and-so makes. Like, so I get it. Like, everything's a derivative of a a derivative. And I can't ever complain about, like, uh, to me, I can never look at somebody and go, like, oh, he's trying to do what I try to do. Because, like, I'm trying to do what fucking Big Daddy Kane did or whatever. I don't necessarily mean it uh, that they're specifically trying to copy. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, like, you can see what somebody's aiming at. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that you're already doing, whether they're aware of you or not. I'm saying there's people in the world who are attempting to make this personal, well-thought-out, emotionally available, but like dope technically, you know what I mean? They're trying trying to aim at that. And a lot of times I feel like they don't don't do it as well as you do. Well, I appreciate that. And you put out music. You put out your last album yourself, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know... 
sold out with the Troubadour, like a couple times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, people. No, that's the thing is like I, that's what makes me happy too is like sometimes when I get down on shit, I go, oh wait, I have to remember that like I have a following, right? Just like. I'm the only one that's aware that I have a following. Like it's like the media, the publications aren't aware of that, and yeah. that's fine with me because I'm like, oh, that's awesome that I like don't need publications to believe in me. Like I don't, I don't need that shit because like I went and like built my own army, kind right. of. You know what I mean? Like it's small, it's tiny. It couldn't yeah. take over fucking Costa Rica or anything. I hear you, man. But it's a, it's a small little army that like believes in me. They love and, it, and I they and, respond. And that's what I'm saying is like I'm so happy about that. And I'm so grateful for them. You know what I mean? And because of those people that have managed to somehow like find what I do. And, and that's the whole thing is like the reason they stick around afterwards is because like I'm hard to find. Right. I'm, I'm, it's hard to find me. My metrics don't do shit. Like my, in the grand scheme of things, I don't have a lot of Twitter followers. Right. I don't have a lot of Facebook followers. I don't have a lot of YouTube views comparatively or relative to other people. But when those folks that for some reason or another my shit speaks to them when they find me they feel like they were searching for what they were they, they found what they were searching for right. you know what i mean yeah. and, and and like it was hard and it's hard to find so it was like a mission and so they and they also kind of have that 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 feeling of like this is mine mm-hmm. and like other people don't know about that and there's a sense of ownership with that and, I, and i'm like cool go for it like own that take it like i'm so i'm just stoked that like there's kids that like come out to shows you don't do you have what are your thoughts on working with a label i just have bad experiences and and i and i now i've just kind of learned through the ins and outs of it i just kind of have learned like oh i know how to do what labels do and like i eventually want kind of neat to be a label oh. like you know what i mean because because i know okay hey uh, my last record it, the process of it was like so gratifying putting something out and watching in real time like how much money it was being made or like how many are getting sold on the first day like watching it in real time i was like wow this is great and also i was like this is going so much better than if i would have let someone else do it because for me for me personally no one believes in me the way i believe in me and no right. one's going to work for me the way i work for me you know and that's true for some people and not true for others and when you are when you are a rapper where a lot of people believe in you then a lot of people want to work for you to make that happen i'm not that guy and i recognize that like my shit it doesn't make sense that people like to me it doesn't make sense to me that people like come to the show why i i, I don't know like and what i mean is like statistically and and when people look at my metrics they look at your Instagram. They look at your Facebook. They look at your Twitter. They go, right. They go, oh, this guy's not cracking. But, but, but look, then if they come to a show, they're like, oh, wait, what the fuck? But, so that's what but, I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. what I'm saying is yeah. this. I mean, if you just listen to the music, yeah. though, there's like no reason it shouldn't. Right. And I don't know the, I don't know the answer to that. Like, you know, you get it all the time, too, I'm sure. People tweet and go... I don't understand why you're not famous. Well, see, I know why I'm not. I know why I'm not famous, too. I don't play the game. Like, I've never played the game. And, you know, that's the thing. But I'm saying, are you against playing the game? Kind of, yeah. I I am. Well, here's the thing is, like, now the game doesn't exist for me. Like, it's too late for me to join the game. Mm. And perhaps perhaps if I would have, like, tried to play the game as a kid, I I, could have, like, been involved in the game. But I would have already been chewed up and spit out of the game by this point as well. 
I think I think that might be true for the major label game. Yeah, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, but the indie, you know, that's that's well, a you game know, people, too. People say, oh, why don't you? You sound like you would fit this label. You sound like you would fit that label. But that's the thing is like with indie labels, if you sound like you would fit, that's probably not what they're looking for because they are always trying. Indie labels are always trying to diversify their sound because the same way that we're struggling to get bigger and more, pardon me, and more known is the same way that they are struggling to get bigger and more known so that their business can thrive as well. So if you keep doing the same thing, like, you know, Einstein or whoever said, like, the definition of an insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So if if any label signed a bunch of people who sound the same because that's what their audience wants, their audience is going to get more and more like you're going to hit a brick wall where there's only so many people that like that specific thing. So I can understand why they want to diversify and be like, oh, hey, if you like this, we also like this, so you should listen to that. I mean... I'm, I'm being so vague and I obviously well, have like I mean, a very specific thing in I, mind. I, I, I do too. Yeah. But my thought would be this. I think that the bottom line really for any label is just trying to sell records. So yeah. if somebody's making good music and people are responding to it, and you figure they would give it a look. Sometimes now, I feel like I'm the only one who realizes that I'm selling records. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. Well, you know, and yeah. I get it. And, and I, I understand it because it's the same reason why it would be hard to get a booking agent. Right. right? Because right. they look at certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, they right. look at if if um, certain metrics. They look at if there's going to be a PR campaign, if there's a label involved. Right. They're looking right. at those things. So right. it's hard to demonstrate. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, a label is just looking to sell records. And at the end of the day, all indie labels ain't the same, too. Right, you know what I mean? True. I know there's a couple places everybody yeah. wants to be. Well, no, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, like, I see... Dude, I see what, like, Melo's doing for you, mm-hmm. and it is working great, I yeah. think. They're, like, handling you with respect and with love and, like, and like putting you out there because like, you uh, you can tell that they have faith in what you do. Yeah, we work together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's great. And, and, and that's the thing is, like... I don't know if it's because of my unwillingness to like play the game and communicate and, and reach out. I, I I think I have this thing where like I don't want to reach out to people. I want people to I reach out you. to me. I hear you. And <laughs> no, that I could makes go. Perfect sense. I could go very fucking deep with that because I know exactly where it comes from. Well, tell me. Well, <laughs> it's so. This is like so emo. Sure. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> my. I have a very strange I had a very strange relationship with my father mm-hmm. where like when I moved that was it like I never heard from him again and I went well if he's not going to call me I'm not going to fucking call him yeah I'm not going to swallow my pride and so that was and that's my whole thing with like labels too is I think I just don't want to like swallow my pride and be like hey listen to my demo because right. I'm like hey fuck you I don't <laughs> care if you listen to my demo I'm going to make it anyways right. you know what I mean because that's how I felt with that I'm like oh hey cool you're going to act like you don't care about your fucking son I'm going to go out and do my shit and be a fucking great man anyway mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I felt with the music like oh you publications don't want to fuck with me automatically. You l- labels aren't interested in having a meeting with me. Fuck you. I'm going to go sell out the Troubadour. Like, you know what I mean? I'll do it. I'll do it my damn self. Mm-hmm. It's like Joe Boo. In, or it's like uh, it's uh, in, in major major league when he's like, oh, you can't make me hit the curveball. Then I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. That's my shit with music. Like, I'm going to do it myself. Fuck you. So I don't know, like, and I guess maybe that all stems from like, uh, yeah, I went through like a heavy like punk rock DIY phase where like that was all I listened to, and you know I got a, I have a fucking tramp stamp that says for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Like my whole shit is like I just want to do things my way and not sell out. And even sometimes to me, as petty as it is, like sending an email saying like, hey, I have this record that would sound great on your label. 
it's it's like kind of like it it feels like a part of me is dying if I do that where it's like they you should just already know like they should already know like and if you don't like you're a fucking idiot and if you're an idiot I don't want to work with you wow. like you know what I mean yeah so and that's my whole like, even with the podcast I'm like when people when I hit people up and I'm like my emails aren't a big sales pitch they're short hey we do this it'll be tight and like here's people we've had on and that's it and it's not like here are my metrics and I know that this will be good for your promo campaign and right. we have this many people in our social media network that follow. It's like, nah, because if you don't know, then you're not fucking aware and like maybe you shouldn't be on this show because right. this show's tight and if you don't know about it, like you're a fucking idiot. And so, I, I don't know, that's like probably a piss poor attitude to have. <laughs> well, you're 90 episodes in. So you know what I mean? Like, okay. like, but I mean, just in, in general, that's like a pretty, that's like shows the pessimistic nature and like the the kind of like deep rooted anger that I have about shit. I mean, and, I understand. Cause yeah. I think the whole basis of it is yeah. at the end of the day for us to put pen to paper, go get a fucking beat from somewhere, yeah. buy equipment, right. Recorded. Right. I mean, it takes this serious belief in what you're doing. Right. And when that's not reflected in people, right. It fucking makes you angry. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? Absolutely. And you put so much into it. And, and here's the thing is like, that's, yeah, even on a, a small, tiny scale, like when you really zoom into what what we're doing, Mark and I pretty much exclusively work with each other. Right. He's delved into a couple other rappers, but they haven't put the work back in that right. that we do, and that's why we keep working with each other. Is because and it's because of this. Like neither of us would be successful in any sense without the other, because I fucking fully believe in his abilities, and he fully believes in my abilities, even when. I, you know, if he doesn't get the song until it's recorded, by the time it's recorded, he still is like, oh, I get it now. Like, this is tight and I believe in it. And so th that is like the reason that we just keep working with each other is because like we're, it's like outsider art of, of rap or something like, right. you know what I mean? Like neither of us really fit into a fucking specific mold. Like we're we're too uh, – this sounds fucking stupid, but I feel like we're too almost too soulful soulful for like the nerdy rap emo crowd. Sure. You know, like the 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 people that listen to you know A B and C white rapper, like we're almost like too funky for them, mm -hmm. but then we're like too emo and not funky enough for like uh the yeah, for for street rap people or for like or just whatever like uh, and so I don't know It's like we're, we live in this weird realm Where we've kind of found our own way But we're able to guide each other through that realm And it works And, and, and I just like to stick with what works That's what's up You know And so yeah I, I want to see him win Because like I, We've been working together for fucking 12 years And it's like <laughs> We just have a lot invested in each other yeah. To not look out for each other for You know sure. what I'm saying So yeah I don't remember what the original question was. I don't think it matters. I at ranted. This point. It's, it's good. It's yeah. good to get a good. Rant. You, I can tell that you, you. I can tell that you got me open because I can feel when uh, when I get passionate about something, my vocal cords get higher, and I'm like, fuck that. So that's what definitely what is happening. Well, you know, I, I think it's a good talk, man. Yeah. Um, is there something people should look out for? Right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now's my talk with Intuition, good buddy of mine. Make sure you uh, follow him on all his socials. And uh, if you enjoy rap podcasts, rap-centric podcasts, uh, I would certainly suggest checking out Kinda Neat. Uh, I believe it's kindaneat.com. Definitely Kinda Neat on YouTube. 
great interviews, great performances, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent rap show. Um, that's it for this week. Like I said, I'm stressed heading to Europe. Uh, catch me in, if you live in Europe, catch me and Dave out there. If you just want to go for vacation, feel free. Feel free, except that entry will not be free. You will still need to buy a show entry ticket along with your uh, travel ticket. Those things are, I wouldn't want to give anybody the impression that just by agreeing to a suggestion on a podcast that you would uh, be able to do things without money. That would be very disingenuous of me. But like I said, we're going to be in the UK and France and Germany and Switzerland um, this week, starting this week, starting this uh, Wednesday. Um, Have fun, you guys. I'll catch you back here next Monday. I don't know if you listen to this the first day. Maybe you don't. I have a bunch of podcasts I listen to weeks after they come out. Um, Give us a rating and a review on iTunes. That'll be awesome. We love that. Uh, Those five star ratings and those glowing reviews. It's okay. You can embellish. It's fine. Nobody's, you know, this isn't going to go on your life record at the end of. uh, First of all, hope you live forever. Uh, Second of all, just know that it's okay. Uh, to embellish on iTunes because it is not connected to anything um, real at all. Just the numbers. Just the numbers help me. So um, if you guys want to rate and review, that'd be awesome. Please let people know about the show if you like it. And uh, support our sponsors because that helps us bring the show to you for no money. That part's for free. This part is for free. You could listen to this over and over again and no one will charge you a dime. Uh, And that's helped out by our relationships with our sponsors. So please support them. Um, Have a good week again. I mean it. I said it twice because I meant it. And um, keep those questions coming in. That was fun answering you guys uh, this week. We got a few more coming in, too. I do prefer audio. Record yourself into your phone. Send your audio to uh, omebooking at gmail.com. Let's have a really, really, really slow-paced conversation on a podcast. You can download it and listen to us talk later. Uh, Thank you, guys. This is Secret Skin.